This is the Gary Nolan Show. Now, here's your proud card-carrying member of the Libertarian Party, Gary Nolan. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is seven minutes after the hour, and uh, I am pleased uh, to tell you that uh, we have Susan Pendergrass on. She's Director of Research and Education at the Show Me Institute piece of legislation that I thought was kind of fascinating, uh, HB 349. I'm not sure if it's the same uh, kind of outcome as they had in Arizona, but I'm going to find out. Uh, so, Susan, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Tell me the details on 349. What What is it about? So, um, 349 is a house bill that creates education scholarship accounts for Missouri children, and it uh, passed the House, gosh, a month ago, maybe it was pretty historic. They they got the votes they needed, and it's been over in the Senate for a while. And there was a committee hearing last week, and then just a couple of days ago, they voted it out of the Senate Education Committee. So it's going to the full Senate floor. If the Senate passes it, it'll go to the governor, and Missouri will finally, finally have private school choice. All right. So I have a thousand dollar tax liability, and I say I'm going to take my five hundred dollars worth because I think I'm up to I'm allowed up to half uh, and I'm going to mm-hmm. put it in this educational assistant pro assistance program. Um, mm-hmm. So that satisfies my debt to the state for state taxes and they take yeah. that money and do what with it? So then scholarship granting organizations, let's say an archdiocese so let's say, um, you know, a local group uh, then gets a portion of those funds, and then they use those to grant scholarships to children who apply for them. And there's an order in which um, children are prioritized, like dis- low-income children and students, children with disabilities. But ultimately, um, every Missouri child could apply for a scholarship account through these scholarship granting organizations. And your donation is just how those things get funded. They don't come out of Missouri general revenue. They get funded by taxpayers donating to them. And then for that, you get a 100% credit against your taxes. And you're correct to say up to half of your tax bill. So does the state of Missouri get shorted? In other words, uh, Missouri does not get shorted. I mean, the state of Missouri gives out tax credits all over the place, normally to developers for, you know, reason, suspicious reasons, but this would be giving the tax credit to, um, to an individual to, to support a cause they believe in, which is, um, education and funding children and not building. So, right, but, well, but won't the state say, well, that 50% would have gone to paying down uh, Medicaid, uh, but now it's gone here into this uh, uh, scholarship program, so we're short on money. We have to raise taxes. Well, that student is also now not part of the weighted average daily attendance. And if they were part of it, the state would be sending $6,500 to the district where they were attending a public school. So they're not attending a public school anymore. Instead, of the parent gets a portion of that directly. So it doesn't, in fact, cost extra money to the state. It's just that the state's not funding those, that child through the public education system. They're giving it straight to parents. And the average cost of a public educa- year of public education is in many cases more expensive than a lot of private schools. The average in Missouri is around 12000 per student that we spend. Woo. That's a lot. Yeah. Because you can get your... And also, you know, this year in particular, you know, you've got um, parents creating these sort of pop-up education spaces at a Boys and Girls Club or a YMCA or a church. 
and it's costing them $100, $150 a week for their child to be somewhere safe if they have to go to work and do their virtual schooling there. Well, this would give every parent the, the ability to do that. And that's something that a lot of people need right now. And that doesn't, yeah, that's a lot less money, but it's a, it's a, it's an approach that people like and people need. And I think the legislature is finally, thank goodness, coming around to the idea that they need to support parents. So now the money follows the student instead of the school, essentially. That's right. We fund students, not buildings. And that you're absolutely right. Arizona has actually had a lot of these programs in place, but they expanded it. And Iowa is likely to do it. West Virginia passed this similar type of legislation, Oklahoma. So all of these states around us and in the Midwest are acknowledging that it's time to let parents choose how they spend their education dollars. Um, and Missouri needs to be part of that group. Oh, I bet the school unions hate this. Let me ask you, because Arizona is the state that I, I think did it first, uh, at least as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about it back in the 90s. Um, how is that? Yeah. Uh, how's that worked for them? I mean, they have so this program in Missouri would be limited to total taxpayer donations of fifty million. Arizona started with a cap of I think fifty million, then they had to raise it to a hundred. Pennsylvania, same thing. There are more people who uh, want to donate to these programs than the limits. So they they've expanded their program and they've expanded. And Arizona in particular has sort of learned a lot, like the best way to get the money to the parents. They were using a debit card. Now they're using an app, and so you know they they've learned a lot in the in the time since they've created these that Missouri can take advantage of, right? We don't have to start from scratch. So, um, and Florida has several of these and people are moving to Florida. People are not moving to Missouri. So I do think making Missouri a family friendly, a parent friendly state will help us a lot in, um, you know, people wanting to move here. So what I'm curious about is, um, what is the education level? How are these kids graduating from high school? Where do they stand? Uh, what is the failure rate? Do we have any any metrics that tell us that this is better for the kids than the current system? So, yeah, so there is some um, research out of Florida, and it's pretty interesting. Um, students in the school choice programs there are more likely to go to college and I believe higher median earnings afterwards. But what's really interesting about Florida is that the schools that students, the students who did not leave the public schools are also doing better. So Florida has a couple of programs for students with disabilities and uh, the parent can get the money directly and spend it as they would like to. But what's interesting about Florida is since that program started, the students who stay in the public schools and have a disability are now, Florida's students with disabilities outperform every other state. So it seems like the competition factor has worked there. And um, that's kind of a rising tide, right? That lifts all boats. So if the public schools don't want their uh, students to abandon them and go to a private school via this cache of uh, uh, of money, then they've got to step up their game, too. Right. And so you're and saying, are, oh, you know, we're seeing that this year. Um, I know in St. Louis County, but that uh, schools are going to continue to offer their virtual learning programs. The ones that they created kind of hastily last summer, they've realized a bunch of parents like that. So they're going to continue to offer that even going into the next school year or permanently because they don't want to lose those kids to the Missouri virtual instruction program, right? They're vocal, like, okay, now we know there's parents who like virtual. We've got to keep those people because those kids come with money attached. Uh, I mentioned the unions a few minutes ago, and I thought you were going to say something. Did you have something you wanted to add about that? Because I thought the unions would be, like, livid about this. They don't like it. They don't. And, um, you know, the unions... 
have a slightly stronger presence now with the new presidential administration. Actually, I mean, they have a, a stronger presence. So they don't like it. They have worked against it. There's a lot of lobbying money spent in Jefferson City by teachers unions and school boards associations and superintendents associations. So I'm pretty excited that this year the legislature is going to be able to look beyond that and do the right thing. Man, this is uh, this is really, really good news. Competition for public it's schools. Uh, it'll make them better uh, because they won't want their students abandoning them. And you'll have choices. Right. Um, I can't wait. Going to be Great. good. Susan Pendergrass, Show Me Institute. She, by the way, is the Director of Research and Education. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Susan Pendergrass. Thanks.